This is Marco D'Angelo of Pregame.com. I have an editor's note on this week's podcast. In our free picks section, Vegas Runners free pick on Kansas State. In his analysis on that selection, he inadvertently said that Kansas State was playing at home this week. Kansas State is playing on the road, and that was just an inadvertent error by Vegas Runner. When he handicapped the game, he did handicap the game as Kansas State being a road dog. Consequently, the confusion led to R.J. Bell speaking about Kansas State's record at home under Bill Snyder. Also wanted to note that on my free selection on Colorado, I inadvertently said that their first game of the season was played on a neutral site. It was not on a neutral site. It was their home field, but what I meant to say was the crowd would have been Uh, not all Colorado, being that they were playing in-state rival Colorado State. Please note those two omissions from our podcast and listen to this week's podcast and enjoy the show. It's coming up next. Welcome to the Sports Betting Preview Podcast from Pregame.com. Pregame.com. Broadcasting straight from the Las Vegas Strip. Vegas, baby. With your host, R.J. Bell. I saw him on ESPN. Can I call Marco Daddy? VR seems wild. Welcome to the Pregame.com audio and video podcast for the week of September 16th. I'm your host, R.J. Bell, and segment, this is segment one of four, Sports Betting Talk, and we're going to be talking about the NFL Week 1 look back. We're going to see what we figured out about the NFL. I'm joined by Vegas Runner, a genuine professional batter, and Marco D'Angelo, 30 years in the business. Marco, Week 1 NFL, what's the takeaways? Well, what I saw in Week 1 was the linesmaker did an absolutely fantastic job. For 16 games, there was eight favorites, eight dogs. There was eight overs, eight unders. Um, He might have done too good of a job because I broke this down a little further, and I looked at teasers, and teasers are very popular in the NFL, players, seven-point teasers. And what I found is that in the favorites, if you teased all the favorites in the NFL in week one, you went 12-4 and with the favorites. If you teased the dogs you went 11 and 5. So, you know, you're winning almost no matter what you're doing with the game. The lines were that tight in week 1. Now, you had now let's think about this though. You have to win and tell me if I'm right, 66% of teaser bets, 2 out of 3 in order to break even. Right? So, because if you think about it, it's a two team or Yeah, you're laying minus 125, 130 range. In the NFL, 7-point teasers are minus 130, 6. All right, but if you play a 6-point teaser, it's usually minus 120. Isn't it? 110? Um, and, the NFL, and again, different them. books give yeah, you different yeah. There's certainly books that can you can get my uh, a six-point teaser at 110. Sure. You actually used to be able to get six-pointers at uh, even money. At even yeah. money. Yeah. So the point is to just blindly bet teasers, and, le- and I'm almost certain of this, you need to hit 66%. So it sounds like we're right on almost where if you blindly bet, you would have broken you even would, or made, would have money. made money. The only uh, situation that you didn't show a profit was taking the overs. If you teased overs, they went 8-8. Eight and eight. But if you teased the unders, teased it up and went under, it was 12-4. and four. 
in week one. So three of the four categories, you know, lopsided numbers on the teasers. Which is telling us, now let's think about this, people often lament the quality of the lines maker and really ultimately if you're playing straight bets, you want the lines maker to be as bad as possible. That means you have an edge, but if you do play teasers, then the better the line. If the line was always perfect, you would never lose a teaser bet. So the, that's why teasers are better in the NFL than any other sport because the NFL line is tightest. It's tough, it's so short. the side bets are the worst in the NFL and the total bets are the worst. But And again, remember, total numbers are never the same uh, accuracy aside. So in general, though, this case, total still won. Six points in a total is not worth near as much as six points on the side. So the more accurate the line is, the more you want to tease, and and the harder it is to beat the straight bats. Is that the way you see it? Absolutely. But but I have to disagree with the part that the lines maker did that good of a job um, because Sundays, all the books that I spoke to got crushed. And that's one of your specialties is talking about the market, the sports betting market. Right. So that- and as an odds maker, your job and your responsibility, your obligation is to your client, which is the sports book. And if your client gets crushed, you didn't do a very good job. So let's talk about that. Crushed from the wise guys? Uh, from the public. From the public. And, and the, see, what you got to remember is when the wise guys do damage in the NFL, it doesn't hurt the books as much as when the public does. The public gets the, – the books get hurt the most when because the public the pu- wins – because they tie up them four-team, five-team parlays with favorites. And when them favorites come through, they're paying out at 20, 40, 80 to 1. And the books can't catch up to that with wise guy money. It's just not going to happen. When you see on Sunday eight, nine favorites covering, the possibility of four-teamers, five-teamers cashing are really high. And that's what happens Sunday. And that's why you All right, saw— so let me jump in. A couple, a couple of things— one is Marco saying it was eight in eight on the favorites and the dogs. So you're saying that the favorites that that covered were the ones that were being bet the heaviest, like the Cowboys. Yeah, and what well, well, he's saying eight and eight for the weekend. Two of them dogs covered Monday, two and the other dog covered the Monday, Thursday. I'm talking on but Thursday and Monday have probably more action. In right, that. right, and that's that's when you saw the Monday the adjustment right away in the morning. They moved New England three points. They weren't going to get beat again by all the favorites. It's Sunday when they got hurt. Thursday, the dog covered with Tennessee. Monday, both dogs covered as well. But Sunday, where most of the action comes, sure, your day's going to come, your week's going to come down as a bookmaker on Monday night. More times yeah, so than let's, not. Yeah, so let's drill down. And that's one of the things we pride ourselves on here is we really make sure that we all three of us agree with what's being said so you can take it away as something you can believe in is on average, there's more money bet on a Monday night game than there is on an individual Sunday game. Sure, yeah. And more money on a Thursday game. Yeah, and most of the week's going to come down to Monday night for the book because if a people are down, they try to double up. So, and so there's are even up, more money bet because they have to... The guys who are betting in a place where they settle up once a week is Monday night becomes the decider if you're going to have to pay or be paid. Yeah, that that's the make or break. For most local books, it comes down to Monday night football. So the fact that... the, the in the three biggest games of the, or three of the biggest games a week, maybe not the three biggest, the Thursday and both Mondays, the dog covered in all three. Yeah, and that's where they were able to recoup the Sunday losses. And, but you're saying that was often an adjustment that came because of the favorites winning on Sunday. That's the reason we saw it. It was not the wise guys bet in New England. That I could guarantee you. But what they won with the dogs covering on Monday night, they did get hurt on the totals because the average bettors always take bet the, over Monday. Bet over. Sure, and both sure. of those games went over in the last minute of the game, 
you know, in flu. But, but the over the totals are going to be a lot less action in general. Right, but it's the people that play that play totals most likely play more overs. Now the games that hit on Sunday and you hit it. It was the games that won the favorites that did win. Dallas was very heavy. That was probably the most bet game on Sunday. Was the Cowboys. Baltimore got a lot of action on Sunday, and Seattle got a lot of action uh-huh. on Sunday. Atlanta, it, I those, mean, you three, got, those three favorites so really the line, hurt them. So here's what's interesting: is at pregame forms, and you can go there directly at pregameforms.com. Is we actually for the NFL are tracking the biggest line, and for the um, college are tracking the biggest line moves about an about an hour or two before the first kickoff. We're putting a post up saying, "Here's the biggest line moves." Is in the Saturday and Sunday, the biggest moves were, I think, seven out of eight towards the favorite on Saturday. So all the big moves almost were towards the favorite. UNLV was the lone exception, and they covered. And then on Sunday, all of the line moves, seven of eight, were towards the favor, and the lone exception was Jacksonville. So what's interesting is both times when the line move was to the dog, it covered, but a vast majority of the line moves this week were to the favor, which is public money, typically. You nailed it right on the head. And then line moves where the dog covered were wise guy games. Both Jacksonville and UNLV caught a lot of wise guy money towards the end. Okay, so... Um, in general, how do the wise guys do? They did good. They did well this week. Um, uh, better in the college than the pro, but you think that's how it always is. They don't do as much work in the pro. Um, a lot a lot of outfits try to middle pro games a lot more than they try to find situations. So middle of the games. Now, it makes sense that they would middle them because the lines are tighter, and thus each point matters, but there's really less line moves typically in the yeah. NFL, too, right? Uh, and now, yeah, absolutely. So and they try now, to middle totals more or, or sides? And, more? And, and sides, and sides. I mean, on them key numbers, they're always going to do it, and, and you see it back and forth a little bit throughout the week. Anytime a game's on six and a half, seven, you'll see it bounce back and forth, because they're trying to do it on every three, on every seven. They're going to do it every time. So, Marco, we have about a minute. Any closing, other closing thoughts for the NFL? Well, just staying with that teaser situation, I'm generally a guy that always likes to play just straight wagers, but if there is one wager that there is value, I think it is to the NFL teasers, and I think if you spot play that, and remember never to cross through a number, you know, take a f- small favorite to a small dog, you've got value. I think you can pick your spots well, and there's, make money. There's been studies done that say that if you blindly bet any six-point teaser that moves through three and seven, so let's think if a, a, a dog is typically plus, or not typically, but specifically two and a half, if you, six points get you up to eight and a half, you move through three, you move through seven, or if you take an eight and a half or an eight-point dog and move it down. it down, you actually can win money, just a small amount, blindly betting those games. I believe. So if you just zero in on those games. Okay, great first segment. Remember, this is segment one of four. We have four different segments. We're going to have a big game previews and free picks. And remember, you can see all the segments on video at pregame.tv. We'll be right back. For free real-time odds, lines, and scores, visit pregamelines.com. Welcome to the pregame.com podcast. This is an audio and video podcast, and this is for the week of September 16th. This is segment two of four, and in segment two and three, we look at big game previews. And I'm your host, R.J. Bell, and this week we're looking at, in college, Virginia Tech, Nebraska. I'm joined by Marco D'Angelo, 30 years in the business, Vegas runner, a genuine professional batter. Vegas runner, tell us about this game. A very interesting game because you have two... uh 
different outlooks on it, the pollsters and the odds makers. Um, the odds maker tells you that... And there's that always an opportunity, I think, when even though the public is getting more savvy, when they look at something like a few weeks ago, the Alabama game against... Um, I'm having a mental block. Virginia, Virginia Tech. Tech. It was Virginia Tech. Okay, thank you. Is It was a situation where they were ranked almost the same in the AP, I think five and seven, but Alabama was a touchdown favorite. Uh -huh. So this week we got something similar. Exactly. And, and the line opened two and a half, three, um, anywhere around there, with Virginia Tech being the favorite at home. Um, it's now been bet up to five. The interesting part is this was one of them listed games that they have in the summer, key games that you could bet on months in advance. All right. And when the they, line was? Seven. Virginia Tech minus seven. Okay. So it opened up at seven way back when. It was bet all the way down to the point where when they – when everyone opened it up the week before, because only certain books offer those key games Correct. months in advance, they opened it up two and, and a half. And smaller limits, too. And smaller limits. When they opened it up for the week's action, they opened it up at two and a half. So clearly there was a ton of money on Nebraska throughout the, the, those few months before it just opened up. Right, again. right. And they sent it back out at much lower, on the two and a half, three, and it got bet up right away, up to five now we're looking at. Okay, now how much? I wonder how much of that is Midland action, where these wise guys got down a plus seven or plus six, and, and laid the two the and a half three, and now sure. they're laying the two and a half. Sure. Three. I, I think plenty of it is, and and I'm interested to see where this line finally ends up. Will it get to like six or seven where they thought it should be when this whole mess started during the spring or summer? So that's an interesting thing, and, and Marco, let's get your thoughts. Is I'm a big believer. That the, in fact, I don't even think it's debatable that the early betting action is all wise guy action because a guy that's betting a game Sunday night for next Saturday is a pretty sharp sure. better. So 99% of the time. So typically I say, hey, show me that move the first day or two, and that's the wise guy move. But if the game was available to be bet somewhere else earlier, then it might not always be a true move that early week action on these marquee games, but it may be something where they're middling from a movement that happened with something, a bet they made months ago. Mm -hmm. it, so really, you, I think we got to be more careful now that these marquee games are put up so far ahead of time to look at that earliest move as a pure bet. I agree with what you're saying in principle. There's a couple instances that I disagree with the early money being the wise guy money only. When it's a big game that's going to be on TV, I think people do get opinions right away. Some of the people will bet the games. Now, if this is a game that's, you know, two smaller schools and you see a move early, that's definitely wise guy money. But if it's going to be a marquee game that's going to be popular, these are two ranked teams, the public generally has a, an opinion right away. And the way I'm reading this game is when I looked at it, I thought the line was low early because Nebraska... It was two and a half or three. Yep. Nebraska is a team that, you know, was a powerhouse 15, 20 years ago. I mean, they've been on the downslide the last five, six years. They're trying to build the program back up now. And this is a program that's on its way back. They won two big games, blowouts, but they were against nobody. I think last week was Arkansas State. Virginia Tech has been a perennial powerhouse, been a key in the ACC, been a top ten. All right, so the Virginia Tech just had, as we talked about, a big game against Alabama. How do you think they came away? And again, the public remembers what they see recently. How do you think they came away in the eyes of the well, public? Well, the fact that they were 
they played the game, the final score looks as if they played Alabama very tough. I mean, they only lost by 10, and Alabama had to score late to secure that 10-point win. And the cover. The cover. Uh, but the situation is, if you break the game down, they did not play Alabama well. They gave up 500 yards of offense to an Alabama team that was starting you know, a rookie quarterback. You know, they graduated their quarterback last year, was a new quarterback, and they still put up 500 yards. I think the public likes Virginia Tech in this game at that small number. I think Vegas wanted you to take Virginia Tech. I like Nebraska in, in the game. I think Nebraska is an unknown commodity yet. They've played two weak teams, so you don't know if they're for real or not. But what I saw the line come out at, to me, tells me they are for real, and I'll be looking at the Nebraska side in the game. What I think we need to add is the difference in the rankings, too. I mean, you got the odds makers saying Nebraska's the higher-ranked team. Nebraska's 13, and Virginia Tech's 19. The pollsters, the AP USA Today, are saying the exact opposite, that Virginia Tech's actually 13th best in the country, and Nebraska's 19th. So I think this comes down to who's right and whose perception is more correct. And I think a lot of it goes back to last year they played. These two teams played each other. You look at the final score, it's not indicative of what happened. It ended 35-30, but Nebraska scored 14 of those points in the final two minutes of the game. So Virginia Tech totally dominated them at Nebraska last year. Which adds to my point that now they're playing at home, they beat them out there, and they came out with a number where Virginia Tech just basically had to win the game today. What do you think, RJ? The odds maker saying his line, Nebraska's three points better than Virginia Tech. All right, so, so this should have came out of Pickham, correct? All right, so the, the, and, and I think that's an interesting point is, and let's just be very clear, is if you look at the power rankings that the odds makers put out, they're saying Nebraska is three points better. Correct. Which, if Virginia Tech at home should be a three-point favorite if the teams are, new, are even, that means the game should have came out right around a pick. Well, the game came out at two and a half. So it didn't come out too far from the, the, the lines maker saying, we believe that Nebraska is a slightly better team. But what's happened here is the public has said, hey, we disagree with yeah. you. We actually tend to agree with the polls more that this Virginia Tech team is better, and they bet this thing, like you said, up to five. So it's not a situation where it's the poll. You know, in the Alabama game against Virginia Tech, we had the polls versus the betting market. The odds makers in the betting market agreed. It was about a touchdown favor for Alabama. Now we have a situation where the odds makers disagree with both the polls yeah, and the, the betting public. public, which is a situation where the and, and just to finish the point quickly is if you want to believe in the odds makers, here's a chance <laughs> where they're saying that the game should almost be a pick 'em, and you're getting uh, almost, and you're getting five points. Yeah. Uh, so it's either the it's really a battle now. The public. And the odds makers are off by about five points. And, and that's what it's going to come down to. I think if you're going to bet this game, you got to pick a side. To me, there's already a precedent set here. And you started to say it, but you, you didn't hit it. The Alabama-Virginia Tech game. Please, Mario. You shook it out of Make my point. I'm going to slap it out of the first time, The first game where there was a difference between the polls and the lines, you had uh, – Alabama was ranked fifth, I think. Yeah, seven, right there. Five, and they made it a touchdown. Mm -hmm. These two teams, there's a wider gap in the rankings, 
on the polls and they're down at the bottom end of the scale, yet they're only making it three. That's why I liked Alabama in the first game because they had two teams that were so good and so closely ranked and they had it the full touchdown. They were begging you to take Virginia Tech in that game. Here, they're begging you to take Virginia Tech again, only they're taking it as the favorite. To me, this is how I, I make a living is these type of games. I think Nebraska's the Nebraska side. Nebraska goes 3-0? I like Nebraska. So when you say you make a living, is you like to try to uh, interpret the situations where Vegas is trying to get you to play a certain way Absolutely. and you want to go the other way. Now, if their effort was to try to get you to play Virginia Tech, they're doing a pretty good job because it, early in the week, it's gone, like you said, from two and a half to five. Right. Exactly. And, and, and my confusion is how much they have absolutely no confidence in their numbers obviously the odds maker because like we said this was one of them key games that was put out months ago and he put it out at seven so now all of a sudden there's that big of an well, adjustment number now let, let's be and fair. It's smaller limits and let's be fair is the the odds that we're referring to saying they're even teams have now had a couple games of you to teams. see how they are correct so, so right, I, I think right. that's I, i'm part, a little harsh on them I am no but this really is a situation maker. ultimately where it's odds makers if you agree with them it, you take nebraska if you agree with the public in the polls you're taking virginia tech it's really that Couldn't simple avoid it better segment two segment three is coming right up we have another big preview you can see all the segments at pregame.tv for the best deals from trusted sportsbooks visit pregameaction.com welcome to the sports betting preview show from pregame.com this is segment three of four this is both an audio and a video podcast i'm your host rj bell and this is for the week of september 16th and this we're going to be talking about nfl action the biggest game in the nfl I'm joined by Marco D'Angelo, 30 years in the business, and Vegas runner. And actually, Marco, start telling us about what, what is the biggest game this week in the NFL? In the NFL, it's going to be the New England Patriots and the New York Jets. And, uh, you know, great game. Great game. What I've got here uh, last week, and we're seeing a pattern that's really changing in the so NFL. So what's the, what's the line? The line on the game is New England is up to four and a half, I believe. It opened anywhere from four and a half to six and a half, and it's been bet down to three and a half, four. All right, so early action on the Jets. Early action is on the New York Jets. The New England's coming off a Monday night game. We've got the Jets with the rookie Sanchez, who looked, you know, Stud. anything but a rookie last week. But there's one difference. He was going against the Houston Texans, a defense that just, just didn't bring it. And they were able to run the ball on Houston last week. 190 yards for the Jets on the ground. That's incredible for the NFL to run that much against a team. And anytime you can run the ball, I don't care what quarterback you are, you're going to look better when the running game is clicking like that because the passing lanes are going to be open. He's going to face a New England Belichick defense. And VR, if you think about Belichick's defenses, their schemes, they're all designed to confuse the quarterback. And if you think back to Peyton Manning early in his career, this is a guy that's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. When he went against Belichick for how many years at the beginning, this guy looked like a deer caught in headlights. 
His he would have the happy feet in the pocket. He just didn't know where the defense was coming from. All right, so your takeaway here, and I think it's a great one, is that Belichick's a great coach. So every week you can say it's against Belichick. It's against, but the distinct – I'm sorry, go the, ahead. The distinction being the rookie. The distinction is an inexperienced quarterback is even more vulnerable against Belichick's savvy defensive calls, and that's what we have with the Jets. Absolutely. All right, so VR, what, and, and one of the things that we separate ourselves with here is we only talk about information that helps you decide who to bet on. That's the focus. One great nugget right there, rookie quarterback, very vulnerable against Belichick. What, as you look at this game, Vegas runner, what is the key, one key factor the better should consider? The line, how is it so low? I, I mean, to me, it's shocking when I saw it that the odds so let's makers break it and down. the sports so, books. So let's break it down. Three and a half. Sorry to interrupt. But no, no. Three and a half. I'm kind of the advocate for the audience yeah, here. please. <laughs> is three and a half means it would be nine and a half at New England. Okay? Right. right so a six-point swing. So you're saying that seems low. Yeah, because if you look at the week one ratings that the odds maker put out for the NFL – this line, New England, he had 11 points better than the Jets. Before these teams kicked off last week, if they played on a neutral field, he made New England 11 points better than the Jets. So now that they're in New York, that should be around 8 or a touchdown, correct? Okay. So I think the sports books, the odds makers believe the public perception has changed on New England after what they saw Monday night. I mean, let's face it, betters got burned. And, you know... When, when a and better a, gets that, burned. That's a good point. Is It's one thing to see something happen and say, oh, my eyes are telling me New England's not so good. And if you see it, there's really, let's think about it. If you have a certain performance of a team, there's two things that amplify that performance in the minds of the batters. One is if they see it. It's one thing to read about it. But if they watch the game, they say, oh, this team's no good because I'm seeing it. Number two is if they bet the game, and they lose money on them, then that even hurts more. So you have a situation where most people saw New England look bad, and a lot of people bet New England, and thus... Expecting them to be able to blow Buffalo out by two touchdowns, you know? And it was supposed to be an easy two-touchdown win for them at home. So I I think that's where we're getting such a low number here. Uh, There's no other reason for it. I mean, the Jets beat up Houston, like Marco said. And, I mean, New England, yes, they had to come from behind. Yes, they should have lost that game. But it was a Monday night All right, game. So, so question, and Mark, I'll go to you, is there's two takeaways from this first week of the NFL. One are the Jets are much better. Because let's not forget, this Houston team was probably the – them and Green Bay were two of the teams that were supposed to turn it around, around this year. Break the eight, so this eight was mark, a very yeah. highly regarded team. Jets came in played very well. New England, some say, or actually Vegas says, is a Super Bowl favor, looked horrible. Which one of those two are more accurate and which one are more deceiving of those two results? Is New England worse than we think or are the Jets better than we think? uh, I think the Jets are better than we think, but there's no question New England was horrible on Monday. And i got to ask you, VR, you're saying that the line on Monday, you know, Buffalo was 10.5, 11 points against Buffalo. What could you make the line... You know, if you switch that game around from Monday, that they were 11-point home favorite, at Buffalo, before the game's played, just do the six-point switch. They would have been five. They would have been five. So, you don't think the Jets look better than Buffalo did going into Monday night? Right. No, no. What I said about the 11 was before week one began, according to their numbers, New England was 11 points better than so the New York So, if we Jets. just did a pure power ranking... In, yeah. 
change. This this Jets game should be a touchdown or eight points against New England, and now it's down to three and a half. So the question is, what are the two factors? One, we have one week behind us to change those numbers, and two, we have the perception factor of the Jets playing so well and and New England playing so poorly, which has moved it from about seven or eight down to three and a half. So what we as handicappers have to decide is, is, is that move legitimate? Did we really find something out last week that New England's not quite as good and the Jets are better, or if it was a fluke, there's some real value on New England. So that's my question, is how much do we believe that these teams have relatively changed by about four points in just one week? I think the public perception, obviously the offense is still there for New England. Brady was sluggish early and he got it going in the second half. I mean, he put up big numbers for the game. Where did he get question, it going in the second half, or did he get it going in the last three minutes of the game? Well, yeah, you can you can say it that way, too. Uh, you know, good teams find ways to win, and he put up the numbers to do it. I think the concern on New England with the public is, you know, the defense. They had some losses to the defense. You know, they traded but people. Th- was away. that a concern? That concern wasn't there last week. The only question I want to drill into is how much has New England and the Jets changed in one week's time, and is it justified that it's about four points? It isn't justified. It isn't. I think New England ran into an inspired Buffalo's Bill team, and that's it on Monday Night Football. That's it. They played. So you feel almost as good or as good about New England now as you did 10 days ago? The only... The only question I have is is the injury they have at linebacker now. That's it. Other than that, I feel just as confident. Them winning the way they won changes nothing about how I felt. All right, so Marco, I'm going to dr- really drill down to this question with you. You're the handicapper, the the, the the guy who's looking at the you know the matchups, the technical side, and you read the market too. Is New England's power ranking in your mind has it adjusted since last week? They lost stock. Yes, stock they've lost down. some stock. And has the Jets gone up? Absolutely. All right, just from the one week? Absolutely. And is it worth four points to you? No. All right, so so we're both sort of agreeing. It seems like there's been an overreaction and natural value on New England. I, I agree. All right. Now, I, find, I, I uh, read something interesting. Is one of the insiders were talking about, and, uh, you know, I'm horrible with, like, the Thurston quarterback's names, but one of the guys New England just caught, actually the Jets traded for, um, uh, the the big tall quarterback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I, I, and the speculation was that they wanted to get him in here and pick his brain just for the one week about New England. Now, does that sound like something that's a, a legitimate factor in the game? Absolutely. Anybody New England puts on waivers gets picked up right away because they want to know if you got the playbook with you, if you were able to sneak it out of there, I think. 20 seconds for a closing statement, <laughs> Well, that Mark. goes because not many people like Belichick. They'll, they'll do any edge they can get to try to beat Belichick. Well, that's Sure, and Belichick just keeps on taunting, doesn't he? Well, listen, this has been a great talk and a very in-depth talk. This was segment three of four. Now, our fourth segment is free picks. Everyone loves that segment. And remember, you can see all segments on video at pregame.tv, and we'll be right back. Welcome to the pregame.com audio and video podcast for the week of September 16th. This is segment four of four, Free Picks, many people's favorite segment. I'm your host, RJ Bell. I'm joined by Vegas Ron, our genuine professional batter. You can tell by the shirt. <laughs> and he lives here in Vegas. And Marco D'Angelo, I'm not sure what you can tell by the shirt, but this guy, 30 years in the business. All right, Marco, hit us. 
with a free pick. Let's get right to it. He's you want to get a free too, pick or you want me to give your money away? Uh, I want the free pick. We'll give the money away in the middle. Just look, looking ahead, there's some free money coming up. Okay, no problem. Well, we're going for our fourth free pick in a row, and we're going to go... Making a fourth one? Making the fourth one, yes. We've had three winners in a row. So, okay, so So you've won three. Right. All right. Going for four. That's what I said. All right. (laughs) Listen up. No, no, Uh, I was just, I was a little confused because you said, I'm going to make my fourth. Like, we were supposed to applaud that you've made three in the past. (laughs) I wasn't sure that they won or not. Yeah, no. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, what a guy. All right, we're going to go to a game that nobody's going to want this week. Absolutely nobody. And I'm going to take the Colorado Buffaloes. And this line opened up as a seven-point favorite. They have looked absolutely horrible in their two games. So why would I want to take the Colorado team? Here's why. The first week they played on Sunday on Labor Day weekend. They played their arch rival, Colorado State. Uh, They lost that game in a tight game. They didn't look good on offense. They had to turn around, travel across country, to play a Friday night ESPN game. They had five less than five days to prepare for a team that they never play. They looked absolutely horrible on ESPN, and now the public wants nothing to do with them. They see this game of them saying, laying seven points against Wyoming. The public's going to want to jump on Wyoming. They're going to say, hey, I saw Colorado, and they suck. And they're going to make their conclusion based on one game. Colorado will have a full week to prepare for this game. Actually, they pick up an extra day because they played on Friday. Look for Colorado to get back on the winning track this week, and I look for a 14-point or more win on Saturday. Now, that's one of your, I think, most powerful concepts, which is find a deceiving result where that if you just looked in the paper and said, oh, that's a sign of whatever, and like you said, that's a sign this Colorado team's no good is the results. And you're saying it's deceiving that they've had some negative circumstances and thus they're undervalued right now. This is a play that I refer to as a scheduling dynamics play that they, the situation involved in those two games set them up for failure. You know, when he used the word dynamics, it just struck me he hasn't had one Met, you know, nope. no misspoken words this week. Because one of the nice things we're doing now is tracking some of his unique usages of the English language. So far, there's nothing. Perfect. Just think if I couldn't pick winners, how much they're pitching the perfect stones. game. He's pitching the perfect <laughs> yeah, don't game. Don't well, but we might have jinxed and we just and mentioned. We got it. OT, so. <laughs> All right, so Marco. The only thing that concerns me about that game is, and, and I usually talk about the psychology of college sports because people really underestimate the fact that these are kids. Yeah. And uh, they have problems and they have, you know, they're more susceptible to psychology than, let's say, a Pro, 30 sure. year old professional. Oh, and two, is this a situation where the team, uh, and, and you might not have inside knowledge, and, and most likely you don't, but what's your sense of is this team giving up after the 0 oh and 2? You don't get that stage until you get into conference play. If you, you're 0-2 in conference play and start bad, then you got to start worrying. But, you know, they go into conference play at 0-0, zero and zero, and although this is not a conference game for them, this is what they need to get their confidence back to go into conference and play. And the Big 12 North, is that's a good point, is pretty wide open this yeah. year. Uh, they could be in the uh, Big 12 championship game. And don't forget, in this day and age, you only need six wins if you're a BCS school to make a ball. Uh, I mean, so yeah. you, you could, re- you know, I, I don't think the season's over uh, as early as it might have been way back when, where the only bowl games, and you remember this, yeah. the Big Ten only sent one person to a bowl game. And remember, too, this is their first true home game. That first game is played on a neutral field when they play Colorado so State. Heightened excitement level. Yep. 
Okay, now before we go to Vegas Runner and his pick, now it's time to give some money away. Well, we're going to give some money away. We give RJ's money away. And you know, I get no better pleasure than giving away this guy's money. That's his greatest he pleasure? He lives for it. it. Well, you know, it's the second there. thing is, is giving him a jab. So I came up with a you know coupon this week for everybody. You're going to use this coupon. You're going to get $10 off. You go to the pregame pros shopping cart, put this code in, get you $10 off. And we're going to make the coupon USC10. Use the letters USC and the number 10. And who did USC beat this week? What's wrong with his voice? Is there any way? Brandon, our producer, can we adjust? His voice went so high. Can we can we do that in post-production? All right. Well, we'll leave that go. Now, I didn't know if you made it USC 10 because I had a winning game underdog of the year. Game, of the game year. of the year on a high state. Or, but apparently it was some other. It, it was a jab that uh, your, okay. your team right. So let's focus on the money for a second real quick. Is You're saying the coupon code USC10, it's all one word, gives them 10 bucks off. They do that in the shopping cart at pregamepros.com. And I always ask, if the pick is 10 bucks or less, they get it free, right? Absolutely. All right, now who's extra hot over at pregame.com? He's sitting next to you. All right, so Vegas Thank Runner, let's, let's, we, don't, we, we, we hype when it's time, yeah, yeah. we take the heat when it's time, and we got only four minutes left, so don't overdo it here. No. Tell us how you're doing. I'm doing great. I've never been more ready for this football season. You saw it coming in. You've I, been putting the time in. I had a lot of pressure. I signed up for no contest this year, zero. Um, it, it had, Why is that? Because it influenced me a lot last year, RJ. For the first time, because I was a paid capper, I tried to get into as many contests as I could. And unfortunately, I'm the kind that, that relies on a lot of late information. And when I turn in a contest pick on Thursday or Friday, come Sunday, I no longer like that pick. Down deep, though, you want it to win, so you struggle with yourself. So now you're totally focused on your late release. Just on betting. That's how'd it. you do last week? Uh, Eleven and one in, in college and pro combined. So uh, yeah, good. when I put my time in, we'll do okay. I'm so really if you want to, if you want to jump on and ride the hot street, you got your coupon. All right, Vegas runner, you got two minutes. Give us your free pick. I'll make it quick. Um, I love Kansas State over UCLA this week. I know it's a scary one to bet as well. Lined open 10, 10 and a half. It's up to twelve right now. It, it might get near thirteen or fourteen with Kansas State. Um, I think that's just too many for UCLA to give. Coming off such a huge game where they beat Tennessee as ten and a half point dogs on the flip side you have Kansas State who beat a Massachusetts team by four ended up losing the Louisiana Lafayette but that was on the road um, now they're at home and getting two touchdowns this is the game they've been waiting for UCLA opens their Pac-10 schedule next week they got Oregon's they got the USC's coming up while Kansas State has Tennessee Tech on deck so this is as big of a game as it's going to get for September for this team you're giving them two touchdowns after they took a bad road trip. I think that's too much to give. So do, um, you, do we wait till Saturday? Wait till game time. Do you see the line moving up? Yeah, I see this getting up to 13 or 14 and jump all over Kansas State. I think UCLA, if they get by this team, gets by within three to seven points. I think it's a lot closer than this number. And real quick, this was also one you could bet in the summertime, and the lines maker had the line UCLA six. So now there's about an 8.7, 8-point adjustment. Just off of the first couple weeks. Exactly, and I think that's just too big of a, a line move. Now, the Big 12 is is the conference I follow the closest. couple things. Bill Snyder, that the, the public and the team, or the fans in the team itself, are going to stay behind him at least a full year or two because he's the savior returning. So one bad loss isn't going to turn that team uh, psychologically down too much. Number two, Bill Snyder was one of the best home fields 
when K State was rolling, yeah, you couldn't beat you, any, you couldn't there. beat them in Manhattan. Yeah, yeah. This is a serious home field, so I, I like what you're talking you. about. I'm giving my free pick. I'm Give gonna it, make baby. it quick. Last week we had our college free pick of the year. This week I'm coming with the NFL free pick of the year because this game's so good. The New York Giants. Cowboys overrated. Last line I saw, I don't I haven't looked for a day or two, I bet it early, is I had a plus three. If you can is that what you're yeah, saying? Yeah, right that's now? right around there. If you can get the Giants, I'd say these teams are even. The Cowboys and the Giants are even, they're not. Take the take the Giants, take the three, and as the old timers used to say, take it to the bank. <laughs> All right, Another game of the year for RJ. <laughs> <laughs> this has been our free pick segment. Now remember, we actually have an overtime segment. So if you're listening to this in audio, it's audio only. It's a separate file. You go to pregame.com. You can check it out or on iTunes. And remember, we talk about a little more in depth of what we talked about in the first four segments of the show. We get a little deeper. So if you're a serious handicapper, you're really gonna like that. Remember, you can. Watch all four video segments in all of our videos at pregame.tv, and we'll be back next week.